Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Back here for another episode of Plan with the Tax Man here on the podcast with Tony Morrow and myself talking investing, finance, and retirement. We try to bring all sorts of different topics to you. This week, it's going to be common questions about taxes and specifically maybe taxes in the retirement planning phase, not necessarily the working years, but we might touch on a little bit of that too. But that's going to be the main approach this week here on the show. And who better to do that with than, well, a tax guy, a tax doctor himself. What's going on, Tony? How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yes. Finished up, well, officially the 21 tax season. And so it's a timely topic because- uh, The 21 tax season? Yeah, with extensions, you know, just recently. Wow, uh, it's yeah, but still, still people and people trickle in all year. But it's now's the time for you know the rest of the the population to plan for twenty two. And yeah. uh, so I think th- I think there's some good topics uh, questions here to yeah. Kind of oh yeah, discuss. I guess that is true. Yeah, when you do extensions, boy, it's easy how uh, you kind of forget that, right? It's like yeah, you forget it. Yeah, yes. I, hear, yeah. I hear you say twenty one. I go, well, there's no way. But it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that was last year, and then it was. Most of us do it in April, but that if you did extensions, then yeah, okay. And you know what? You there's two differences here. So you just said most of you know we need to start thinking about 22, and that's that's tax planning. Excuse me, yes. that's tax prep. Excuse yeah. me, that's tax preparation for the calendar year. And but there's also tax planning, and that is kind of year over year, right? Especially for retirees, that's where you can make a real difference. And, and often a huge difference in how effective your retirement plan is going to be because it's not just the the annual thing. It's how to be efficient through multiple years in retirement. That's right. Yeah. And you have to think big picture on on a lot of these things because it takes multiple years to realize the real savings mm-hmm. of uh, a few of these things we're going to talk about. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, uh, I, we always make fun of the government. And uh, <laughs> it's you so know, easy some to things, do, <laughs> Yeah, it's easy to do. You know, Uncle Sam you know, it's there with his handout for a uh, part of your retirement money. And you want to try to minimize that as, you know, as yeah. much as possible, because yeah. obviously that means a bigger nest egg for you. I was talking with a, a friend the other day. He's a CPA. He's also a financial specialist now as well. But he was talking about, and he was being very honest. He said for the first half of his career as a CPA, he was one of those CPAs that would say, why, yeah, defer. Why would you pay taxes now? Like, just kick it down the road. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and you know what? That's that's our job. As a CPA, we're focused on the current year. It's a right. it's a historical review of this past, of the prior year. Um, but he's like, but as I got more into the, the retirement side and the personal financial uh, specialist side, it became more clear that I was wrong for a number of years. It's like, no, we've got to think about taxes uh, currently, but also into the future and how we're going to be efficient and manage that. So that's kind of the topic today. And I, I was, I thought that was a great way to hear someone yeah. who's been in, in the industry for 30 years realize that, you know, 20 years into it, he was like, whoa, <laughs> I got yeah. to make a shift, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so let's start with common question number one, deductions. Am I going to have as many deductions in retirement as I did while I'm working? And under the current tax code, that's probably a big no. You're probably not. But if they sunset, Tony, and go back to what they were under the Obama administration, maybe? Is that is that fair? Yeah, that's a fair statement. You know, we're getting closer to that. You know, I think it's 25 or 26. Starts in 26, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the sun setting uh, starts coming back. If they don't keep it, you know, again, you, you don't know what, what they're going to do. But I would say for a lot of us, 
most of the time in your earning years, you know, when you when you've got debt and you have some things you can deduct, uh, those eventually go away by default because you pay everything off and there's just not much there to deduct. And with the IRS's, you know, thresholds you have to get over to itemize and then use medical and all of that kind of thing, you really have to have a lot of it to be able to deduct it. So a lot of times you may not have those deductions, which if everything else being equal means your taxes are higher. Yeah. Even okay. I mean, before the politicians do anything. Yeah. So you got to pay attention to that. And uh, we'll we'll kind of refer back to that as we answer some of these other ones here. OK, well, let's talk about the fact that I think our society, the way we're set up, whatever the case, however you want to word that we assume that our taxes are going to be lower in retirement. We're, uh, you know, of our generation, for sure, we're in our 50s. It's like, hey, you get a job, you go to work, you spend, you know, 30, 40 years there. You're not going to have a pension more than likely, but you're pumping into your 401k. And when you get to retirement, you know, you're you'll be in a lower tax bracket. And I've been talking to advisors for years now, and that is just not the norm. But Yet we still think it is. How often do you see that? I, I see it. It's definitely not the norm anymore. I think that's what, what you're talking about, your CPA friend. You know, back in the day, that, that kind of was the norm. You know, it's like, well, the, the idea was kick the can down the road with the taxes. You'll be in a lower bracket because you won't be working. And then, therefore, you'll save taxes. And tax but, rates were higher. Yeah. And tax rates were much higher. Historically, even though we, we don't like it, tax rates are very low compared to what they used to be. You look at any charts back in the 60s and 70s, and they were high, even even into the 80s. And nowadays, you know, we have, even though we don't have the pensions, people that have, uh, you know, have done well in the 401ks and are continuing to work, your it's very likely that your income, your tax rate uh, could be the same or a little bit higher than when you were working, depending on if you don't plan right and you have all this money flowing in to your income situation that's never been taxed. Now, all of a sudden, your income is a lot higher and boom, you're in a different bracket and, you know, you're paying more. Yeah. And, you know, Tony, I think what happens here, here's the um, the conversation about being in a lower tax bracket in retirement. I think what also has happened is we've kind of gotten to this mode of it just happens, kind of like mm-hmm. retirement itself, right? I think we've kind of been lulled into this thinking of, well, when I get to retirement age, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket and I don't have to do anything about it. It just will happen naturally, almost kind of like it's a given, right? And so people will might be listening and saying, well, I know I could get into a lower tax bracket. And, and I'm not saying you can't. And that's where some, you know, but you have to strategize and plan. It doesn't just happen naturally. If you want to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, you're going to have to do some things to ensure that ensure that happens. Is that a fair Absolutely. statement? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to do some things and do some planning or it, it won't happen and then, you know, then it's hard to change yeah. once you get that income flowing in and retirement. Yeah, it's not like Social Security, like it's this given, right? Oh, well, yeah. your retirement age, you also get here. Here's a free, it's, there's not like there's a bonus Social Retirement right. Age tax bracket, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. Uh, you have to plan. If you want to be in a lower one, you got to strategize. Um, are all retirement accounts taxed the same, Tony? They're not, no. And I think that's where people kind of go awry is they just sometimes assume that. You know, an easy example is you know you've been you've been putting money into your 401k for 30 years and it's coming out pre-tax and then you decide to start pulling money out you know none of that money plus the earnings has been taxed and you're going to be taxed on all of that versus for example uh, you take some money out of your Roth IRA that you've been putting money into and none of that money is taxed because you know that was after tax money and so that's not taxable versus 
you've got maybe uh, you're at the age where you're taking Social Security and all this. And part of that is taxed, you know, because of uh, the way the rules are. So there's really there there's three in my mind, three different things. You know, there's no tax, which there's not that much of that. There's some tax and then there's all of it's taxed. So you have to plan around this so that you can really uh, take advantage of that because some of the mistakes I've seen people make, and the, the biggest one is they start taking Social Security early when they have all this other um, potential income and they don't need it. They're still working. And then they come to find out that up to 85% of it's taxed. And on top of that, they're reducing it because I'm still working and I'm not you know, of uh, normal retirement age. Right. And they're really giving a lot of money back. And, and so I would definitely suggest you talk to your advisor or someone about that before before you start taking money in retirement. Yeah, and you've got to think about the 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 types of accounts, the way they're taxed. You know, we talk often about tax buckets, excuse me, about income buckets. Well, the same thing, right? Tax buckets as well. Uh, where do you want to take from? How are we taking from? Because what's the tax implications of those? Do we want to do conversions to kind of lower some of our taxable future taxable bill? And if so, how do we do that efficiently without bumping ourselves up in a tax bracket? Uh, and that's going to come into, I think, play into my next common question here for you, Tony, um, is I have to touch on the fact that we see these ads, we hear these sayings, these slogans, we see these uh, things in the mail we get, get a tax-free retirement income, right? Get a tax-free income in, in the retirement and, and pay no taxes. Yeah. And how A, how real is it? Is it viable? Is it actually real to think that you can get tax totally tax-free? Um, and what's just what's to know here? Well, I think the first thing is, is, Better do a lot of research, you know, because there's all, all kinds of things that, uh, you know, people twist words and some of it may not be totally true. That's the first thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there there are some ways to, to potentially do it. Uh, you know, I mean, a way and a lot of people don't realize this because uh, they don't generally do it. But this is a an area which you talk about, you know, tax-free bonds. Mm-hmm. This is just, you know, an easy one. You know, municipal bonds are not taxable at the federal level. If you get some from uh, the your state, they're not taxable at the state level. So theoretically, you can mm. go out and invest all your money in, uh, you know, municipal bonds, which are generally very safe. Now, they don't pay a whole lot of interest at the moment, but it's tax-free and you never have to put that on your return. So, Interesting. Okay. So, that's I guess there's a way. way to there's one way to actually make it true. I think where we hear this, Tony, is probably two ways, and I want to have you address those. One is yep. something like a, a universal life policy or uh, something. Yeah, I knew you were gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's usually one. Uh, and the other one is like I just mentioned. So if you've got a million dollars in a four hundred one k, someone might say, "Well, let's convert all of that to a Roth, and technically, you're it's tax free in retirement." Now you're paying the taxes now. <laughs> you're paying the taxes now, yeah, yeah. But it is tax free in retirement. It is. Yeah. I mean, that that's one. And that is a good strategy. And, and we've used it before is to, hey, let's start taking some money out now, converting it to a Roth, paying taxes now, but only fill up the bracket that you're in. Let's not go into the next bracket. So True. you've got a huge tax bill and just over time, get it to a totally tax free area versus, again, at retirement with Uncle Sam with his hand out there saying, give me some money. But uh you're still paying him, but hopefully we're spreading it out and we're we're doing it in a lower tax bracket that we than we think you'll be in. Yeah, I think if you get into the stuff, especially with some not knocking insurance because it has its place, where you get some of that sophistication of well, let's take all your money and and put it into a universal life, and then we're going to show you how to take money out of this 
you know, tax-free. There are some ramifications there, and you got to be very careful with the pitfalls and penalties and things like that uh, with that kind of stuff. But it does have its place. Okay as long as you know that it's going to work for you. So there are some viable strategies, but again, it doesn't happen naturally. You got to work no. at it. You got to strategize. You got to work at it. Yeah. You yeah. really do to get to get tax-free income in, in retirement. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's really the importance of working with a professional. And, and it's not just a financial professional, right? So that oh. we, Tony, we know that there's all kinds of levels of financial professionals now. There's you know, it seems like everybody can call themselves one. There are some that yeah. are just brokers only. There's stockbrokers only, if you will. There's some that are insurance only. Uh, there's some that can do both sides, equities and insurance. Uh, and then there's some like yourself who are a CFP, but also are a tax professional. You know, same thing I was talking about with the other person. Um, there are some that are automatically thinking, because many will say, this is a good strategy. Let's do this, this, or this, and then consult your tax professional yeah. to see how it's going to affect you. I kind of like working with some, I mean, this is just my opinion, but I think it's kind of, I think there's some real value in working with someone who has all of this under one roof. Maybe it doesn't have to be the same person, for example, but they've right. got a CPA on staff or something like that. That's just my thought. But what do you think? Well, I'm biased, but I, I do agree. I mean, I, at the end of the day, taxes is is really where it's at. You know, it, it all comes down to nobody wants to pay any more taxes than they have Especially to. in retirement. Especially in retirement. And yeah. I think a lot of the advisors, yeah, when they when people will call me and say, "Well, my advisor told me to call my tax pro," and say, "Well, yeah, because they don't they they don't want to one take maybe take the risk of getting it wrong, but two, maybe they sure. don't know, you know." That's and true. so yeah. we we want to tell you, here's the goods, here's the bads from a tax standpoint. Right. And you decide, you know, if you want to do that. But yeah, having it all in the same roof with us in that regard, that that's what we do. We say, all right, now, that all sounds good, but let me tell you about the taxes and. And uh, how yeah. we have to work to do this and the mm -hmm. goods and bads. And then you get to say, uh, yeah, I still want to do that. Okay, And I think that's fair because, you know, whatever adage you want to put to it, you know, it's not what you make, it's what you keep, so on and so forth. But in retirement, right, we're no longer having the paychecks coming in. We're turning everything we've built over the last 40 years or whatever into our, our money and into our, our paychecks. Uh, and we want to be, we've got to be as tax efficient as possible because that's what's going to help us hopefully get that longevity out of the money that we're after, right? Because mm -hmm. you're not making any more, right? So you're not, That's you're, right. I mean, yeah, hopefully you're making some in the market or whatever the case is, and we want to keep up with inflation and all that kind of stuff, uh, but normal inflation at least anyway. So again, taxes are hugely, hugely important to the overall retirement strategy. Uh, one more common question, Tony, that I wanted to ask you, and that's the concept around the tax-free state. Um, yeah. I, you know, well, we'll use California. We've seen this mass exodus from California, right, for a lot of reasons. But one really big one is it's killing people from a tax standpoint, right? It really is. I it's mean, high tax states. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even the even Elon with all his money is like, I'm out of here, right? And he's got yeah. tons of money. But so, how viable? And I'm let me put this in this way for you. How viable is it to say I'm going to move from a high tax state, let's say California or New Jersey or you know something like that? Uh, to a state like Tennessee or, or Florida or Texas, where they don't have, you know, any income tax, I think if you're going, if you're wanting to move to that area for other reasons, then That's it right. could be gravy. But yeah. would you would you move solely on that reason? I wouldn't move solely on that reason yeah. because, you know, you got to take a look at okay, well, how how else is this state raising its money? <laughs> right. I, you know, everybody's got to have. You gotta yes. have money to to run the state. So is it, it sounds is, great, right? Yeah, but they're gonna sounds get great. 
Um, but you know, it could be higher sales tax, could right. be real high property tax, could be some other types Co- of taxes. Uh, county tax. So think about Florida, for example. Yeah. yeah, there's no but each individual county has different taxes. Yeah, there's there's local taxes yeah. and things like that. And so you want to take a look at that plus the general cost of living in some mm, of those mm-hmm. cities is, is it going to cost me more to live? And and so is that really going to maybe negate some of my tax savings yeah. you know, type of thing? Right. Um, it's a little, Iowa. Co- I'm thinking it's oh, a little more costly to live in Orlando than it is in, uh, or, or, or Miami than it is in Cedar Rapids. Right. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> just yeah, a hair. I mean, but you know, uh, we've had that in Iowa, you know, it's uh, not as bad as some of those real high tax days, but Iowa was always in about the top 10, highest tax states. Really? Okay. What they've done over the years and, you know, rightly or wrongly, I mean, they say that they're making money from other sources because that was, that's always my thing as well. If you're going to cut taxes, which they've just done. Mm -hmm. So now starting in 24, um, retirees income is completely exempt from Iowa tax. So we, we, as a retirees, you don't pay any taxes here. Uh, now, if you're out working and things like that, you sure. do, but yeah. you just retirement income. So that's kind of a break for retirees here from a uh, relatively high tax state down to that. That's pretty nice. And so, you know, try to keep them here because, I mean, the weather is not conducive like some of the, you know, I call those some of those states, you know, like Florida, you know, that that's your weather tax down there, you know, is True. Yeah. Uh, some of those other taxes. But point is, is that, you, there, you need to look at some other things because just the income tax. It's, maybe probably, it's probably not going to make or break your plan, yeah. right? No. But yeah. like you said, if you're planning on moving somewhere sunny or, you know, I, I've always wanted to be in Nevada, let's say, and, and I'm going to move there. Hey, I, yeah, that's kind of icing on the cake. But Yeah. Then let's go ahead and factor that into the plan mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And it might, you know, it might help out along the way. But, yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily going to just like make your, your whole plan. It's not like the one missing, you know. Uh, you know, cog in the wheel, if you will, in the machine, Uh, you know, and of course I I was just talking with somebody the other day about Florida and this was obviously even prior to the hurricane, but it's like, yeah, they gotten wise too. They don't, uh, you can't just say you live in Florida now just because you might have a second residence. Like they want to see some, they want to see a lot of, they're making you jump through some hoops to make sure that you actually live there. So yeah. Oh yeah. uh, To be able to, uh, to live there and long enough to claim that as their, as your main state. So again, those are just some common questions around taxes and retirement. Again, the biggest one is, is if you want to have reduced income, reduced taxes, excuse me, in retirement, you've got to plan for it. You got to strategize for it. It's not going to just happen on its own. Um, through a series of, I mean, maybe through a series of, of the right steps that you just kind of did and didn't realize, sure, it's possible. But like anything, the world's changed so much that it, it just really does require strategizing and, and planning to be as efficient as possible. And that way you can also be efficient not only for your retirement years, but whatever you might leave behind as well when you move on uh, in that legacy section. You want to be as tax efficient to the kids uh, for the most part is that, of course, some of you do, some of you might say, Hey, they can pay the tax bill. I don't right. care. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Everybody's different. Tony, right. thanks for hanging out. My friend, as always, I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you the next time. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Again, if you've got questions, folks around taxes, who better to talk to than the tax man, reach out to Tony and his team at tax doctor Inc. They are Des Moines, uh, professional alternative. Of course they have clients all over the country as well. So, but reach out to them, find them online at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast plan with the tax man on Apple or Google or Spotify 
whatever platform you like to use, you can find it all at Tony's website as well. He's been helping families for 20 plus years, boy, about 25 or so now, right? Yeah, 20, well, 26. Be 26. 26 okay. this year. So there you go. So reach out to Tony and get started today if you got any questions, need some help. And we'll see you next time here on Plan with the Taxman. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.